You know, I don't really know what I trust less. A fart when you have explosive diarrhea or this Razorback basketball team anytime that they get any sort of momentum going. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Well, that sucked. That was not a fun basketball game to watch or to even talk about as I did a post-game show. There was just really nothing redeeming about that game that I watched, that you watched, that the American people watched last night. As Arkansas gets destroyed by Tennessee in Knoxville, 75-57. to And... I know that people are going to have opinions of, you know, maybe this wasn't as bad as what it really turned out to be because, you know, Tennessee's really good and, and all of that. Well, okay. I, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that, that there is an element of Tennessee and the defense that they play and them playing a, a solid game plan defensively that would really, you know, make it at least a little bit different and make it a little bit better if that's what you're going for. But, I have I would have never dreamed that we would get the type of performance from Arkansas last night that we did. Just plain and simple. Arkansas took a step back last night. An absolute step back last night. And if you don't believe me, here, just hear Eric Musselman after the game. We took a step backwards tonight. Uh, there's no question, uh, both as a team uh, and individually, we took we took we took several steps backwards. Um, and so We'll get back and and uh, try to prepare for uh, for Kentucky. Took a step back, and I think that's the best way to put it. I don't know what to make of this team. I have no idea what to think. I have no idea what to believe. And you know, there's always going to be these people that like come in on you know the the comment section and just be like, "I've been trying to tell you forever that this team's not any good." But then they, when every time Arkansas wins or has a big win or the performs well, they go silent. So don't give me that crap that you just knew this all along because none of us knew about this. None of us knew about how the inconsistency would happen and none of us would, none of, I don't care what anybody says, none of y'all thought that that would be the performance last night at all, at all. And that's what I'm mad about, or at least I'm frustrated and upset and disappointed in. It wasn't that Arkansas lost. I felt like Arkansas would win. I had confidence that they would win, but I also know that Tennessee is a really good team and they were playing at home and it was senior night for them. Like I knew all those things going in. So if Arkansas would have lost, I wouldn't have been just like floored and shocked. But it's the way that Arkansas lost from beginning to end. Arkansas played like a team that had never played basketball together before. The turnovers were just insane. Ten turnovers in the first half. And not just, you know, bad plays or Tennessee doing a lot of good, great, great things defensively. You were just throwing the ball away out of bounds, like multiple times when no one was there. You were dribbling and you would just lose the dribble and it'd fall right into Tennessee's hands. Now, I want to be clear. Tennessee deserved to win this game. 
they they played good. Like that, that's all that. But this game is more about what Arkansas didn't do. This game was more about Arkansas just playing so horribly that Tennessee, being the good team that they are, just took advantage of it. Because overall, Tennessee didn't just play this outstanding game. They didn't get hot from three. They went four of 16. They didn't just kill Arkansas from the free throw line. They went 17 to 25. And honestly, it wasn't like they just protected the ball perfectly because they had 10 turnovers themselves. Seven in the first half, too. It came down to effort. It came down to chemistry. It came down to playing well defensively. And Arkansas just did none of, none, nothing. Like, what's the redeeming fact of this game? I don't think there is one. And that's why Must said this team took a step back, and they did. They took a step back. Uh, Nick Smith goes 3 of 13 from the field with 12 points. Devo had a, a, an okay game offensively, 13 points. Three of seven from three-point land. The Mitchell twins and Jalen Graham have gone MIA, completely MIA. Your bigs have gone MIA, and that's a problem. Offensively and defensively, the Mitchell twins and Jalen Graham just were nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. I mean, for crying out loud, Mikel Mitchell fouls out of the game in 11 minutes of play. Jordan Walsh doesn't make a single bucket. He gets one point from the free throw line. Arkansas can't make free throws. They go 13 of 22 which is disappointing when Council and Black miss four straight free throws when you're trying to make a comeback in the second half. Anthony Black uh, offensively played okay because he went six of nine from the field with 13 points, but six turnovers. He was getting beat defensively. Everybody got beat defensively. It, it was just... It, I know that they've had a lot of things that they've gone through and you know injuries and all of that, and I know that, again, Tennessee's a good team. But to me, the team that played in Maui earlier this year, that team, which I know had Trevin Brazil, but it didn't have Nick Smith, that team would have wrecked this team right now. Like, they would have wrecked last night's team. And that's not a good sign. That's not something that anyone should want to see or that anyone can be uh, excited about when you're about to get ready for March and March Madness. That just, just can't be the things that happen. So I just have, I'm at a loss. I am absolutely at a loss. I'm frustrated by it. I thought council didn't, you know, he didn't play very well. Had a lot of dumb turnovers there too. I was, I was I just disappointed with the effort and the overall play. It's no shame in losing, but there is shame in the way you played and how you lost. If you just, if you would have played the game you played against Alabama, like even though you lost that game, if you would have played to that level, you would have beaten Tennessee. You would have beaten Tennessee. And on top of all of that, early in the game, and I'm not trying to you know say this is a great thing or not because it's not, and it's awful for feel for the kid, but Ziegler, one of the best players for Tennessee, their best distributor, their point guard, their guy, he goes out with an injury early in the game, and it did not look good. Well, I guess at this point in time, I don't really know the extent of it, but it didn't look good at all uh, with his knee. Could be some extended period of time that he misses. So he goes out. So you're talking about, Tennessee already dealing with injury. One of their best players going out with an injury. And you still can't take advantage of it. You have one final game left in the regular season against Kentucky. One final game. And I don't know where my confidence level is on this team doing that and winning that game right now. Because Kentucky's playing better. We'll see what they do against Vanderbilt tonight. 
But would I be surprised by anything? No, not at this point. I don't think I'd be surprised. I think that there would be, if you told me that there was going to be a epic beatdown of Kentucky and Arkansas wins big, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't we Arkansas gets smoked? I wouldn't be surprised. And that's kind of what it's going to be for the rest of the year. I just don't really know, or I can't really trust this team. And again, some of you are going to say, oh, I've known it all along. No, you didn't. Because there's no doubt when Nick Smith came back in the past three games, Arkansas has played significantly better, significantly better. And I would assume, and on those trends, because of that fact, Arkansas would be able to continue to build and be able to be a little more consistent, and especially to close out the season strong. And this was not the effort or the game that you wanted to see at all. Now, if Arkansas can turn it around and beat Kentucky and even win one more game in the SEC tournament, at least, at least one game, then, well, I feel like this is a Final Four Elite Eight team. No, but it'll at least show that they're still, hey, they can bounce back. Even though it didn't go well, they can bounce back, they can get some things done, and it'll be okay. That'll at least prove that to me. But if they lose to Kentucky at home in the final regular season, I, I mean, they're still a tournament team, I guess, which we'll talk about, but I don't feel good about it. And I don't know if they really deserve it, but yeah, it's, it's got, something's got to change as far as that goes. The dumb turnovers, the missed free throws in the second half, which I know they're not a great free throw shooting team in general, but I'm talking about like Anthony Black and Ricky Council need to make, they can't go 0 of 4, four straight free throw trips. Just can't do it. kind of crazy how this year is gone it really is i and i'm not even okay so i always want to you know make sure that i clear up some things and, and talk about some things that are i'm not completely condemning this team and saying it's the season's over shut her down and all of that i'm not doing that i just to, to give me confidence to let me be able to trust you as a team especially at this point in time in the season you have to show a better performance than that. You have to. Again, it's not about the loss. It's about you looked like you were completely and totally out of your element. You didn't know what to do. And again, Tennessee played fine. They didn't just just destroy you because they were, you know, hounding you and getting a bunch of steals or that they were just hitting a bunch of free throws or hitting a bunch of threes. It was nothing like that. You just kept going, oh, man, there's nobody over there. Whoops. Oh, I'm dribbling, I'm dribbling. Whoa, whoops, it goes off my leg, and it goes right into their hands. Can't make free throws. Fouling too much down low. I mean, just, yeah, I didn't like the officiating either from, and again, not just against Arkansas, but either way last night, very inconsistent. I, I didn't like any of that. So it was just a combination of pretty much everything piling on that made this game Made it crappy. It was a terrible game to watch. And you never want to be that team that where you play another team on their senior night or on their, uh, you know, when they're honoring all the final year players. You don't want to be that team where at the end of the game, all the players get a curtain call because they're beating you so bad. You never want to have that. You don't want to have that. This was Arkansas. Arkansas got a beat down like nobody's business. I guess it's probably the worst Beat down you got this year. It, and it's March. Don't like that. 
Don't like that. Completely different from last year's team. And that was the thing about last year's team, because they lost to Tennessee at Tennessee last year. And they got beat pretty good, even though the final score was like fairly close. I think it was like a four-point game. Um, Arkansas was was getting uh, handled pretty well by Tennessee. But that was like an anomaly. That was like the one game that like at the end of the year, hey, it's like, what do you do? But there were still so many other positives to point to of why that team is going to you know do some really good things. And there's not that right now. There's not that team just can't figure it out. And I don't know what to say about it. I don't know what to think about it. I'm sure if they go out and beat Kentucky like a, like a drum, then myself and others are going to be like, okay, all right. Well, maybe this is kind of got that game out of your system and now we can see it on. But I don't trust them. I don't trust this team. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. But what I do know is that they are going to be an NCAA tournament team. And I'm going to tell you why no matter what here in just a segment, folks. Midway point of the NBA and college basketball season. It's all going on right now, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain to all of those things. So check it out. No matter what the spreads are, player props, parlays, all that great stuff, you know that FanDuel is going to have it for different games, for different sports, for different players, for everything that you could possibly imagine under the sun when it comes to the sports world. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, the the question becomes of... uh, A little graphic messed up there. Uh... The question becomes of the NCAA tournament. And does Arkansas make it? Do they make the NCAA tournament? Regardless of what happens. Because they have at least two more games left. With Kentucky at home. And then also the SEC tournament. Which we don't know who they'll be playing at this point in time. Here's the thing. Arkansas is going to make the NCAA tournament. If they win one more game for sure. For sure. You know why? Because their net ranking, which the net ranking is what the NCAA tournament committee uses as a metric to put a team in the, to the tournament. Arkansas is sitting right now with, and I can't believe this is the case because if you think about how many games, how many performances they haven't looked good, uh, that's just weird. But you're talking about a team that has the 14th best net ranking. 14. They stayed the same after that loss to Tennessee because Arkansas is two and eight in road games. Bad, 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 bad. They're three and one in neutral side games. 
their one loss being against Creighton. At home, they're 14 and two. But this is where it gets really interesting. Quad one, they're three and eight. Not great. Quad two, they're four and two. Better. They're 10 and one in quad three. And then in quad four, they're two and oh. Now, why is that part important? That part is important because it shows that Arkansas's schedule this year has not consisted of a bunch of trash teams. Like Houston has a number one net ranking. Their quad is 10, quad four is 10 and 0. All right. They've played four or they played 10 quad four teams. Now they're 27 and two, and that's why they have the number one net ranking, and they're done a really good job against quad one teams. So I'm not taking anything away from them. But the point is, is you look at the rest of the teams that are around Arkansas when it comes to those quad fours, they have a lot of those games. Alabama doesn't have many either. That's why they're number two. But think about Tennessee, they're seven and zero. UCLA, six and zero. Texas, seven and zero. Baylor, seven and zero. Arizona, eight and zero. Marquette, seven and zero. Like a lot of these teams have pretty much a quarter or at least a third in some cases of their games being against quad four opponents. Teams don't like that, or at least the net rankings don't like that. So if you don't have a great win-loss, which Arkansas is 19-11, it's not like it's terrible. But if you don't have a, a next-level type of record, then they're going to look at, okay, so who have the losses been to? Well, eight of Arkansas's 11 losses have been to quad one opponents. That's a ton. That is a ton that people are not going to punish you in most cases if you lose those games. And you have a winning record. And all the other ones, especially in the quad two, where you're four and two. So your net ranking is incredible. It's better than what it was last year. And you had a much better record than last year. But it's uh, like that part of it is pretty insane to me that the net ranking is so high. So that's one of the reasons why you're going to be in the NCAA tournament, especially if you win one more. It's why you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. And that's why uh, no matter what happens, you know, whether you're a, 8C, 9C, 10C, 11C, I don't know, but you'll be in an NCAA tournament regardless. Now, if you if you lost the next two games <laughs> and you're 19 and 13, and depending on who you lost in the SEC tournament, what's crazy is you're still an NCAA tournament team, at least by the metrics of the net rankings. You may not be deserving of being an NCAA tournament team, but you would be in the NCAA tournament. Like, who would feel good about that? I wouldn't. If you end the season with a four-game losing streak and in the SEC tournament, you end up losing to a team like Vanderbilt or an Auburn, I think might be a realistic option. Oh, you'd hate that. I'd rather play Auburn than Vanderbilt, to be honest. But either way, like you're, you could be in a position to where you play play a team that could beat you realistically. And because of your net rankings, you'll still be in the tournament. But it's just like, man, I won't feel good about it. Nobody will feel good about it. I'm glad it'll be going because going to the NCAA tournament, anything can happen. But net ranking is a weird thing. And I still don't completely and totally understand. And I don't think a lot of coaches do. But the fact that Arkansas has done what they've done and they're still right there in the top 15, it's pretty wild. It's a pretty wild thing. But they're going to the NCAA tournament. So those of you that keep asking about it, keep bringing it up, and you keep saying, this isn't an NCAA tournament team. Well, according to the committee and the net rankings, they are right now. They are right now. They may not be a high-seeded one, but they are an NCAA tournament team. And th like that's the thing. is like last night, I was mad too. Don't get me wrong. I was mad. I was frustrated. I was upset. All of that. But some of you that are 
talking about all the stuff like, yeah, Nick Smith's not ready for the NBA. I don't know what people see. Like, stop. Stop going from like zero to 100 to where you're like, everything is god awful and everyone sucks and every player's bad and nobody deserves any. Like, don't go to that level after this type of game. Direct your anger and your frustrations to the right place. Okay. Don't direct it to tearing down some players because you don't like, like a Nick Smith or any of these guys saying you ain't any good. You're trash. You're not ready for the NBA. You don't know. I don't know. You know who does know? The NBA experts and the scouts, to which they say, yes, these players are ready. I'm going to go with that. Also, don't direct it in towards this team is going to like, it's just so bad that they're going to, you know, make the NIT and that's where they belong. Like all of those things. No, they aren't. The NCAA tournament committee is going to put them in with that high ranking in the net and they're going to make it possible. Like that's just going to happen. So don't direct your anger in trying to say, we don't deserve this. This is awful. These guys suck. Anything like that. Direct your frustrations and the anger to the right place. If you want to direct it towards coaching, if you want to direct it towards the effort, if you want to direct it towards, um, you know, the, the team themselves and not the executing it. When, you know, whatever it wanted, just do it about the game itself, not about the player themselves or the overall, like, big picture of the NCAA tournament committee and team that they are. So that's all I'm asking. I know it's easier said than done, but that's all I'm asking. We'll get to the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast here on the other side of the break. So be sure to stay with us. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so on a happier note and on a lighter note and something that I'm sure a lot of you probably do not care about, but it does mean something to me. So if you indulge me just a little bit, uh, I wanted to give a very happy birthday shout out to my girl, Elizabeth Myrick, Dr. Elizabeth Myrick. Uh, So. It's kind of funny, just a real quick story. So her birthday is actually February 29th. So it's a leap day, which she's the first person I've ever met that has ever had a leap day birthday, which is kind of cool. And I'm fascinated by it. And I knew that when we first met, but when she started telling me about it and I started doing it and we got to the point to where the birthdays actually arrived, I'm like, man, this is interesting. So what do you do? How do you, how do you celebrate if it's not a leap year? And so I started like kind of thinking about it and talking to her. And she said when she was growing up, her family would have her celebrate like both days, like February 28th and March 1st. And then on the days that February 29th actually came around, it would like be like this huge celebration. I was like, that's pretty cool. It's pretty fascinating. And I even asked on my radio show yesterday about I'll put up a poll question of, you know, which day would you celebrate on if you had a leap day birthday? And it was completely split, like 50-50. Some would do February 28th. Some would do March 1st. I felt like February 28th would be the right one because it's still at least the birth, the same month. And I think it'd be weird if you were born in February, but you celebrate it always on March. So, you know, whatever. But it, it was just a really cool thing that I saw and uh, that I've been dealing with. So I'm like, okay, so as far as gifts go and as far as celebrations go and what you can do, like just kind of make it into a big ordeal and, and you know, make it a birthday week or at least a few days and all of that. But Either way, really cool thing. And um, I know she's celebrating uh, her birthday, which I guess uh, since we were both born in the same year, uh, I'll be celebrating uh, the, my 35th birthday this upcoming 
October as well. So pretty crazy how time flies and everything. But I just wanted to give her a very happy birthday shout out as uh, I know that uh, it's been awesome to be able to, you know, uh, hang out with her. And obviously, it's obviously pretty awesome to continue to, uh, you know, celebrate and to go through all the things that uh, we've gone through in the hangouts and the insane stories and the insane things that we've gotten into no matter what. But either way, um, that's that's pretty much all I want to do. So I appreciate all of your one indulging. So, yes, happy birthday, Elizabeth. I hope you enjoy it, even though that uh, you're going to be at work just slaving away at PT. But either way, can't wait to continue to celebrate and hope it is an incredible birthday, your best birthday yet. And hopefully there are only better birthdays to come from here. So appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.